We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast, your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama, what a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Well, it's been a minute since we posted a podcast, and I think everyone can kind of figure out why. In fact, I, I think as Toby Rowland joins us on the Sooner Sports <laughs> Podcast, I think, Toby, the last pod that we had up was Lincoln's Presser that was just last Monday, which was a week ago. But for some oh, reason, man. it feels like it was a year ago, doesn't it? It is amazing just to think back to Wednesday, you know, uh, how different the world was when we were playing basketball games and a baseball team was getting set to start a series in in California. And, uh, you know, I mean, we were all aware of the coronavirus and, and, uh, and we're hoping that it didn't spread and, and realize that it was possible that it could cause some problems, but Jiminy Christmas, I mean, from the moment, that Rudy Gobert tested positive and, and, you know, the epicenter was in downtown Oklahoma city that the sports world stopped. I mean, it stopped and, you know, really kind of life as we know it in America stopped from that moment. So it's nuts. And uh, we are in a very interesting place right now. I, none of us have ever seen anything quite like this and it is going to be, Scary and fascinating to see how we kind of maneuver through it. Well, let's um, let's start with obviously one major issue. How are you? I mean, you had kind of gone on a, a self quarantine, if you will, <laughs> after back surgery. Now, I think I misspoke whenever we were talking on Saturday. Had you actually did you call the Baylor game or were you out after the Kansas game? 
The Baylor game was my last That's game. Right. The uh, Baylor game in Norman was the last game I called. And then I, uh, I shut it down and had back surgery. And because of the back surgery, I wasn't allowed to leave the house for a couple of weeks. I wasn't allowed to ride in a car or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I kind of got a head start on the self-quarantining <laughs> on everybody else. But I was very, very eager to, uh, to get out. And, and, and this week I, was, I just got the clean bill of health and raring to go start calling games again in the NCAA tournament and uh, would have had a big series coming up with Texas this weekend in baseball. But uh, obviously uh, none of that's going to happen. So uh, I don't know how long this is going to be, but we're all going to be super antsy by the time it's over with. Can you just – okay, take this – I'm doing good, by the way. Every, good. Everything went good. good. Back surgery went good. Uh, all the pain I was feeling before is gone. Uh, everything's healed up, and I am uh, – I feel fantastic. That's uh, awesome. Compared to the way I felt for the last year, and unfortunately you had to be subjected to a bunch of that. You've had no. to carry way too many of my bags in nah. the last 12 months, and uh, <laughs> but I feel fantastic. I'm, ex- I'm excited to actually get out in the world again, so I- this is good. This is good. I think that's the part of this that, that, that really does – I mean, obviously, I'm gutted for the softball and baseball teams and for the hoops team, but you, you were finally where Toby Rowland was going to get to call some games. I mean, legitimately, you were going to be back around maybe, what, the NCAA tournament, call a baseball series, and kind of have the rug pulled. So I, I, I hate this I hate this for you, but you've kept yourself busy, right? Um, I mean, I, 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 listen, I think we're all in the same boat. Uh, nobody's exactly sure what to do. Uh, we, we've all got, we've all got jobs. I mean, people have jobs and, and hopefully they have jobs where they're able to work from home and, and, uh, at least the radio show enables me to continue to do that for the time being. But I think everybody out there is, you know, kids are going to be around a lot more if they close schools and I'm sure that's coming here soon. And I've got two college kids at OU and they're home because they can't, you know, go back to campus. And so it's, it's a weird week because it's spring break for a lot of people. So people were planning on being off and, but next week when everybody's planning on going back to work and back to school, it's just, it's bizarre. So I think we're all trying to figure out, you know, which are there some shows we can watch? Is there some books we can read? How many games can we play before uh, we're all on top of each other too much? So I I, I don't know. I, I really hope that everybody can uh, take the proper measures and maybe we can kick this thing's tail quicker than some of the forecasters are saying, and we can get back out there into the world because uh, yeah, I'm, I, you love to do, and I love to do what we do and we're not getting to do it right now. So it's, uh, it's not a lot of fun. That's, that's the the crazy thing about it is I just got off a, a teleconference that coach Gasso did with some of the local media. And usually, I mean, it's not something I would jump on. I just let the media have their time, but I was I wanted to hear her voice, you know. It had been a a week since I'd I'd heard from her, and then I started thinking more about where this season was, and it got me thinking about just Diamond Sports in general. Because I mean, obviously you followed it all, T. Row. I thought we had a chance to have two teams that could have been in a position to play for a title this year in OU softball and and what OU baseball did. And again, that's not by any stretch of the imagination trying to make a statement about the cancellations. It's just a point of just how good these and how fun these two teams were to watch. Yeah. I, 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 I'm out to speak to baseball. You got to see softball up close in person. And, and unfortunately I didn't get to see baseball up close <laughs> very, very much, but I did watch or listen to every one of their games, I think. 
And um, it, it, this is a crying shame, no matter when it happens, no matter what season. But for it to happen in a year in which it looked like early, they had a chance to have one of their best teams in a long time. You know, maybe an Omaha caliber team. Uh, you, they got the no hitter against LSU. They beat Arkansas. The, the last game they played, they shut out a, the number four ranked uh, team in the RPI in the nation on the road. So they have they have the pitching staff. Uh, I think George Frazier said it's the best collect collection of pitching they've had at OU in decades. And um, for yeah, it just stings, man. I mean, you just yeah. want to see what could they have done with it. You, you never know how a season's going to play out, but man, things looked really, really promising early on. And it's been a, a, a bit for Sooner Baseball. Uh, they went to a couple of back-to-back uh, Super Regionals in 12 and 13, but that's been seven and eight years ago now. So um, I was really excited for the possibility. And and that's just one sport. I mean, you, you mentioned softball. There's zero doubt they would have been in the hunt again. Men's golf might have had the best team in the country. And we uh, certainly the women's gymnastics team was the best. And I think the men would have given it a run. And basketball, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the shot that Austin Reeves hit that guaranteed him a spot in the NCAA tournament. Man, wouldn't you have loved to see if they could have catapulted that and just kept the, the momentum rolling? So I'm sick for all the kids and the teams and the coaches and everybody who it just I like to say they had the light bulb turned off on their season. I mean, they were just going along one day and then, bam, it's over. And for a lot of them, their career. And the amazing thing is this is we're just one school. I mean, you think about I, I think about like Dayton basketball. I mean, when when is Dayton ever going to have a team like that again? <laughs> right. And then you had someone project that they would have won the tournament. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think CBS worked it out that they would have been the national champs and who knows, but you know, San Diego state or, or some of these other teams that are having Baylor, right. If Baylor has a chance to be a one seed and a final four team this year. And the, uh, and the light bulbs turned off on their season. And so there are, uh, uh, kids and coaches and teams all over the country that have worked so hard and for this to happen to them, I feel terrible, but uh, the right thing's being done. And, and I agree. This is an extraordinary situation that called for extraordinary measures. And I saw today, I think they've reduced the uh, number of people they want you to gather with to 10 and less. I mean, we went from 250 to 10 now in the number of people they want you to keep it below. And so these are extraordinary times. And, and the sports part of it is a very small part of it. It's a somewhat, um, uh, you know, frivolous part of it. But at the same time, it's not. It's not because we rely on something to help us escape as a society. And sports does that for so many of us. There's a bunch of hard times ahead. And to not have those games to turn on, those kids to root for, is, is not inconsequential. It matters. And, and, you know, that that's why I think it's going to be so exciting that when we get on the other side of this and we will, this is we're going to get through this when we get on the other side of this and and everything goes back to normal and we're playing games again. I mean, that is going to be an unbelievable feeling for all of us because we are going to have missed it so much. 
You, oh, yeah. I think of the all-star break when we don't have baseball for three or four days. And I love baseball. I know you love baseball yep. too. And you get to that next Friday when they start playing baseball again. And it's like, you've been crawling through the desert without sports. You're like, Oh, thank God they're playing. Baseball. <laughs> That's like three, three or four days. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if this thing is six weeks or eight weeks or three months or what, you know, you, you've seen all the projections by the time that we're saying play ball again, or, or they, they tip it up or whatever. It's going to be glorious because we're going to have missed it so much. All right, so while we've been talking, did you just see your boys, your Indianapolis Colts, made a major trade? I did not. Okay. So you've traded your first-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers for Brinston Buckner, and you've given him a $21 million contract. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the Colts trade their 13th overall wow. pick to the Niners. for. Did I say Brinson? I'm sorry. Brinson's a Raiders line, oh, former defensive line coach. Uh, All-pro defensive tackle DeForest Buckner, who has okay. already agreed to a ma- – yeah, Brent, that wouldn't have been very good. DeForest Buckner has agreed to a massive contract that will pay him $21 million a year and make him the second highest paid defensive tackle in NFL history, breaking on this year very radio program. Hmm. Our podcast. Okay. I'm going to have to think about whether think I like about that, that or not. Hey, well then, yeah. uh, so since we've kind of got a sports take in there, uh, you've you've talked to Joe C. We know how much uh, this has got to just be painful for him. How's the how's the AD doing right now? I, I assume we'll hear from him coming up probably soon, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's been a very heavy few days. Uh, for Joe and for I'm sure all the the men and women in his position who are making these important decisions, drastic decisions, career ending, season ending decisions. Um, yeah, I've talked to him a couple of times, and I I can guarantee you that he has agonized over this. Ag I mean agonized over some of the decisions that he has had to be a part of making to, um, you know, like we said, turn off the light bulbs on careers and seasons. And, um, I I mean, listen, I I probably trust his decision-making more than anybody in this country and at any level of any, anything. And, uh, I know that, that they, uh, are doing the right thing. And I know that they have consulted with the right people and, um, you know, what's taking place is, is necessary, but, it's it has not been easy. I, I promise you, it has not been easy. Um, so a newsy note too. Uh, we saw that uh, Trent. Uh, excuse me, I can't even say anyone's name right. Trey Sermon has entered the transfer portal, but you know I think it's exciting times in that running back room whenever you bring in a, a star like Demarco Murray to run it. So I know that some people have their eyebrows raised a bit by that on Friday, but it's a pretty good looking room, and you got a. A pretty solid coach uh, in there as well, so I think they're going to be fine at that position, and we wish Trey all the best. Yeah, I had I certainly enjoyed his career. Uh, we had a lot of fun. He had a lot of big moments. Oh yeah, a lot of big, a lot of big games, a lot of big fourth quarters, game clinching touchdowns. You know, the one that pops to mind is the one in Stillwater a couple of years ago when when he clinched it with that long, I think it was fifty eight yard touchdown run. I think. Uh, the minister is always going to be one of my favorites, and I was a little shocked when I heard the announcement that he was moving on, but um, I, I'm with you. I wish him the very best, and wherever he lands, and certainly into his professional career, I'm a big Trey Sermon fan. I do think that 
running back room is loaded, and I'm not exactly sure why he chose to make this decision, but that is not a position where there is a dearth of talent. So uh, it's important to stay healthy. It's important to stay healthy in the running back room because that tends to be a place where you lose a guy or two as the season goes along, but they've got a lot of talent there. All right, Chiro. And again, just to re, uh, reset, you're doing good. Back surgery went well. Doing you're, great. You're ready to go? I'm raring to go. <laughs> you're, raring to go. You're raring to go. And, and we... I'm like a bucking bronco <laughs> in the shoot, man. I'm raring to go. Well, listen, I, I wanted to lay this out. Um, I wanted to have you on. We're going to go back to our our, our Monday slash Tuesday podcast. So uh, we're going to drop these. We're going to record them every Monday. Toby's got a local show he does from 6 to 9 a.m. I'm on right after him. Then at some point in the afternoon, we'll get together and tape this. So at the very least, T-Row, we can talk about some of our favorite moments and we can just, I don't know, have a little normalcy yeah. once a week, if not uh, if not more. I like it. I think people are going to be uh, begging for things to watch and listen to and, and uh, not not the news. I mean, I think we all get overwhelmed with the news and it gets a little depressing at times. And So uh, we're going to try to make sure that OU Sports isn't completely – uh, far from mind uh, throughout this deal. So you keep it locked in. We'll, uh, we'll have lots of good stuff for you. Thanks, T-Ro. Have a great rest of your Monday. Right. See you, Plank. So there you have it, and that's what we're going to do. I mean, if, if you've been a subscriber from day one, it used to be game plan, tapes on Monday, might drop late Monday, early Tuesday morning, then we'll have the, the tailgate. But uh, listen, we're, we're all kind of sitting chilling. Any topics of conversation you want us to dive into where – we're easily reachable on Twitter at Plank Show. That's me. Toby is at T Row OU. Or maybe the best way to do it is just to make sure you follow and hit us up at OU on the air. You know, and, and as time progresses, this has been it's been really hard for me because I there was so much about this softball season that I was beyond amped about. Not only and again, you know, hopefully you'll get another run with Nicole Mendez and and G. Juarez and of course Shannon Sale. But I heard Coach mention something in her uh, – she did a teleconference right before we taped with Toby, and it kind of gutted me a little bit because for uh, Patty, her husband Jim, her oldest son JT, who was the hitting coach, and then her youngest son DJ, who was a grad assistant, this would have been the, the last time that they were all able to kind of hit the road together under the Sooner umbrella for now. I mean, think about it. DJ is going to go off and coach somewhere, and the dude's going to be a rock star. And, you know, JT is going to be the hitting coach here, and coach is going to coach as long as she wants. So uh, I hate that, but I cherish all those memories that we've created. So we're going to reset and re air at some point a couple of the softball games on the podcast platform with maybe getting coach or, or Jackie or JT and, and, and Jen Rocha to sit down and kind of go through moments they were thinking about as, as we get further along this process and hopefully we're all able to get together and sit around and talk about the season that was as short as it was with 24 25 games uh, and then obviously I, I think I think we all would love to have Dane Acker's no hitter and listen to Taylor Maples call it right here on the podcast platform so we'll be bringing you a lot of that Jessica Cootie is going to join me on Thursday so we'll have a live show on Thursday, and between now and then, you'll have a lot of really fun content to uh, hopefully remind you just how hard we're working and how we're going to be ready to roll 
whenever we start back up here in the sports world. Until then, I cannot thank you enough for downloading and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks to Toby Rowland for joining us. This is Chris Blank, and until next time, y'all have a great week. Boomer Sooner, everybody.